Hello again, and welcome to this week's episode of World of Wallace and Gromit, the podcast. Now we've looked at all the longer Wallace and Gromit films, we're going to move on to other things featuring the dynamic duo, which on this occasion means going back in time a bit, to Between a Close Shave and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. It's the Cracking Contraption Shorts. Here we go then. After the fantastic reception that A Close Shave received, it was clear that there was audience demand for more Wallace and Gromit. However, Wallace and Gromit creator Nick Park and the rest of the team at Aardman Animations were slightly preoccupied with bigger things. A feature film about the chicken version of The Great Escape, for example? After Chicken Run was completed, they started to think about scaling Wallace and Gromit up to feature film length, but the final film was going to be five years away. In the meantime, they'd create a series of short films to whet the appetite of the public for the feature film and keep anticipation levels high. Cracking Contraptions episodes were shown on the BBC over Christmas 2002, but before that they were actually debuted on the internet. Cracking Contraptions consist of 10 episodes, almost all under 2 minutes long, showcasing 10 of Wallace's most creative inventions, how they work and more often than not how they can go wrong. First up, the Sockomatic, an automated football kicking machine perfect for Gromit's goalie practice. Not so great when it gets stepped up a gear, pelting balls at Gromit and making holes in the fence behind. Luckily, Gromit has an inflatable jumper to fill the whole goal mouth and deflect balls away. Gromit 1, Sockomatic 0. When he can't sleep, Wallace starts up his Snoozatron invention. Never sleep after all that cheese. There's only one thing for it. This involves waking Gromit up, him dressing as a sheep, and being launched up through the floor from the kitchen into Wallace's bedroom. You can't take the phrase counting sheep much more literally than that. Not great for Gromit when Wallace falls asleep without turning the machine off, though. Everybody knows that no snow day is complete without the making of a snowman. Whilst Gromit is lovingly crafting a snow Wallace, bearing a striking resemblance to Rodan's The Thinker, Wallace decides to test out his newest invention, the Snowmanatron, destroying Gromit's creation in the process. I think I've captured the inner snowman. Luckily, Gromit gets his own back when a heap of snow from the roof covers Wallace in white, and winning the local snowman competition for Gromit. The Autochef is definitely an invention with more potential than a lot of Wallace's creations. Who wouldn't want a breakfast-making robot? Unfortunately, it leads a little more fine-tuning before Gromit can hope for his breakfast not being sprayed all over the kitchen. Fun fact, the voice of the Autochef is only the third spoken part we ever hear in a Wallace and Gromit film up to this point, after Wallace and Wendelin. More tea, bigger. Want lunch or tea? I wouldn't like to be burgling 62 West Wallaby Street, as the bullyproof vest can pack quite a punch. Unluckily for Gromit, he's on the receiving end of the spring-mounted boxing glove button-operated contraption. Poor Gromit. The episode of Shopper 13 is a very clever take on the Apollo 13 mission, 
telling the story of a robot sent out to the grocery shop, only to come up against a few hurdles, barely making it back in one piece. But wait! The E-Dam is stranded! Gromit, we'll have to launch the probe! Hmm, that didn't exactly go to plan either. The telescope is a labour-saving device for those who do not wish to cut up and change the channel on the television, using a tennis ball to set in motion a Rube Goldberg-type machine to extend the TV on wheels towards where Wallace is sitting. But alas, it's the wrong channel. Few are prepared for the consequences when penguins turn. Ooh, wrong programme. Quick, change channel. Gromit helpfully passes the remote. But does Wallace use it to change the channel? Of course not. It gets fired into the same system the tennis ball went into, and ultimately causes the machine to explode. Not ideal. An automated table-clearing and roast dinner-making robot seems like a great idea, really. Or at least it does until you make it coin-operated and are strapped into your chair so you can't add any coins to the meter when it runs out before releasing you. Need I say more? The 525 Crackervac is perfect for clearing up dropped cracker crumbs until it fancies the whole crackers that are still in the packet. Determined not to let this teeth-gnashing robot win, Gromit enters a Mexican standoff with it, broken when he throws a cracker in the air. In full Wild West style, Gromit lassoes the creature, and it goes wild trying to buck him off. It's all a bit much, though, and it explodes, covering the room in a layer of dust. Its name is inspired by the 1970s programme Cracker Jack, which played at 5 to 5 on Friday afternoons. When it comes to making Christmas cards... Wallace has it cracked with his new Christmas card-o-matic, printing images of Gromit dressed up as a robin in front of a snowy scene. This is one of the few contraptions to actually work, although, ironically, the outside scene behind the rolled-down blind is naturally more Christmassy than what they've concocted. So there we have it, a close-up view of ten of Wallace's inventions. When developing the ideas for cracking contraptions, the initial plan was to do a seven- or eight-minute short film of Wallace and Gromit, Animator Steve Box met with Nick Park and writer Bob Baker and came up with an idea about Wallace's mother coming to visit, which Steve went on to storyboard. As told by Steve in an interview, the story went that Wallace was expecting his mother and this nightmare woman turns up and puts Gromit through hell. She's a complete cleanliness freak and even sealed Gromit in a bag to keep the dog smells contained. But Gromit puts up with it all because he thinks it's Wallace's mother. At the end, Wallace's real mother arrives and we discover that this woman is just a cleaning equipment saleswoman, so Gromit put up with all of that for nothing. The film would finish with a dark look from Gromit, and Wallace looking apologetic. One of the big creative questions was whether we should see any of Wallace's mother or not, and because Nick was super busy at the time doing Chicken Run, trying to attempt any of these big decisions without him was out of the question, so the idea was shelved. But it was important to keep Wallace and Gromit in the world's mind. One example of this was that the Japanese said to Nick Park that they couldn't wait for the feature film, but they needed more Wallace and Gromit content, otherwise the interest would dry up in Japan. Is there any way they could create some really short pieces for playing on TV? And that was when the idea for Cracking Contraptions came. Ardman had created 12 stills of silly inventions for a calendar, and expanding these to little one minute or so shorts seemed the perfect idea, as the substance of the clips would already be there just to expand a little story around them and how the machines go wrong, and you've got your episode. 
To get the scripts, they ran a competition in-house, based on the ideas from the calendar shots. As well as meeting the demand for more Wallace and Gromit content, Cracking Contraptions enabled animators and directors, who previously hadn't had much experience with Wallace and Gromit, to get some training on the job, widening the pool of people who would potentially be able to work on a Wallace and Gromit feature film in the future. A vegetarian horror film, for example. Although the idea was that Nick wouldn't need to be that involved as he had other projects to contend with, it didn't quite work out that way and end up taking on the role of overseeing all the scripts, jokes and making sure the characters were right, the sets were good and so on. Along with Steve Box, his future co-director for The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, they were able to use cracking contraptions to get a better idea of who had the style of animation they were looking for when thinking about who to bring on board to make the next Wallace and Gromit film. Personally, I absolutely love the Cracking Contraptions episodes. They're short enough to not need any time at all really to watch a couple of them, and even watching them all back is less than 20 minutes. They're all on the Wallace and Gromit YouTube channel if anyone hasn't seen them and is interested. Each one has a funny line or witty reference that makes you smile, and the complete craziness of the inventions takes you away to the world of 62 West Wallaby Street, where the complexities of modern life don't seem to exist and controlling erratic inventions is all that one needs to contend with. I used to watch these over and over again as a child, never getting bored, because as crazy as all the inventions are, the animation is such that somehow they're all believable. You might not have them, but somewhere in a semi-detached house in the north of England, you can really imagine a man and his dog with their madcap inventions, and it not being impossible. What do you think of that then, Gromit? This week, I'm going to be looking at the Wallace and Gromit Haynes Complete Cracking Contraptions Manual. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with Haynes, they're a British publisher who produce Haynes Owners Workshop Manuals, which primarily focus on the maintenance and repair of automotive vehicles, covering a wide range of makes and models, mainly aimed at DIY enthusiasts rather than professional mechanics. The Cracking Contraptions Manual is a spoof on their classic style, but instead of looking at cars, it looks at pretty much all of Wallace's inventions and vehicles we see in the films, as well as a few that have been in one-off stills or commercials. The complete book is an amalgamation of previous books 1 and 2, containing different inventions and published at different times. If you've ever wanted to see inside Wallace's inventions, you won't be disappointed. There are dozens of intricately illustrated and labelled drawings explaining all you need to know about how these contraptions work, ranging from the motorbike and sidecar to the auto chef, fuel and drinks dispenser, even Cyber Preston and the Jam Ballista. It's a really fun book packed with information, so I would definitely recommend it to all the technical-minded fans out there, but even those less machine-oriented would definitely get some amusement out of it. Uh, all's well that ends well, that's what I say. So, that's the end of today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Join us next time for our first bonus episode, which will be on Sean the Sheep. Cheerio! From me, from Gromit, from Arj. Au revoir, chucks.